Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Today on an all-new Dr. Phil. My mom drinks every day, all day. Are you drunk now? No, I'm not not drunk now. They're fed up with her games. You told me to lie to a doctor to get you drugs. True or false? True. Tired of her excuses. Do you drive impaired? Very seldom. Have you driven with the children in the car? Now, don't put your head down. Stay with me here. Her family wants her gone. You resent this woman. Yes. You said she's like a cockroach. You just can't kill her. But are they ready? You know she's an alcoholic, right? To share the blame. So when she comes out of rehab and starts drinking, where does she get it? Me. You have no idea how much I want to slap you right now. Let's do it. Have a good show, everybody. Here we go. This is a safe place to talk about hard things. Stand by, Dr. Phil. I try to be an emotional compass and point you in the right direction. In five, four. I am not giving up on you. Go, Dr. Phil. There's no such thing as the perfect family. But what on earth would cause a husband and three daughters to say these unbelievably harsh words about the matriarch of their family? She's more like a burden than a partner. It almost would be a relief if she did pass away. If she was out of our lives, I do feel like everything would be a lot easier. When I was younger, I used to say that. I wanted her to die, I just wanted her to go away. I don't want her around me or my family anymore. I don't respect my mother at all. I do definitely resent her. So why? I mean, you might understand one feeling that way, but why would one, two, three, four feel the same way? What could cause so much venom and hatred? Well, the mother of this family, a suburban housewife, is an admitted alcoholic who her daughters all say is destroying their father and their entire family. At this point, they all say that life would be better if their mom would just disappear forever. My mom's an alcoholic, and it's really gotten out of hand. My mom drinks every day, all day. My mom's drinking has spiraled so far out of control, I'm not sure that I can even have a relationship with her anymore. I feel disgusted by my mother. I do not speak to my mother anymore. The first time I really noticed that my mom was drinking was when I was seven years old. My mom was laying on the floor. My mother ended up getting drunk and collapsing, passing out and throwing up. I remember Autumn was crying, so my dad took us out. I don't think that's something children should have to see. I would definitely classify my mom as a hostile or mean drunk. She becomes a completely different person when she's drinking. My mom chased after me and threatened to burn my face on the stove. A lot of times I'll come in when she's supposedly cooking dinner. I'll end up finding beer cans in one of the cupboards in the kitchen. My mom likes to lock herself in the bathroom to drink. There's a sports drink bottle here, which is not the right color or flavor, so I know she's obviously put something in here. Vodka. 
My mom's been trying to hide her drinking from me and my sisters. She's drinking more and more lately, and she's been making less promises to get better. I'm sick of listening to her cry. She does this all the time. She makes herself the victim by doing that. I'm mad because I did this to them. I'm mad because I took from them what I did. And how many times have we heard the speech bump? It might be powerful to the people that are watching this, but to us, it means nothing. These are just crocodile tears. My mother's drinking has gone so far that my sisters want to physically hurt her. I witnessed Autumn choke my mother, and Riley punched my mother. I've given her a lot of chances. At a certain point, you can't give anyone any more of yourself. You can't light yourself on fire to keep someone else warm. I think that she could possibly kill herself. She's going down a very dark road. Well, Scott agrees with his little girls and says his wife, Linda, has become a burden. He frankly says she's just a cross to bear. My wife's an alcoholic. I feel more like her caretaker than her husband. Linda's drinking is destroying my family. You're and I can tell. Yeah, your voice does sound a little... My teeth. My teeth. It's not your teeth, mother, because you only do it when you're drunk. She's not a fun drunk. She's not a happy drunk. She's an angry drunk. She is very combative. Linda will say to me, well, now you just pissed me off. I wasn't going to drink today, but now I'm going to, and it's your fault. My wife is not a role model to my daughters at all. She's a non-functioning person. She's more like their roommate that'll occasionally make them something to eat. Drinking my, drinking my little drinking, making it. The marriage is in a complete shambles. We're roommates that don't like each other. Thank you, idiot. She's made me feel worthless. You do nothing and you never have. When she's verbally abusive, I just tell her, look, you're being a relentless I'm trying to help you and you're telling me I'm stupid. One time, I found her on top of our daughter's bunk bed. I shook her, she was unresponsive. I slapped her in the face. She woke up and said, why are you abusing me? At this point in our marriage, she's my cross to bear. You resent this woman. Yes. You want her gone. You want her out of your life. You want her out of your children's lives. Yes. You want this woman gone. Yes. You want her gone. Absolutely. You want her gone. But she just hangs in there. You said right. she's like a cockroach. You just can't kill it. It, it, it's, it's, you feel trapped. You know, you, you, you want it to resolve, but it never does. And then you're just stuck. And every day you think it's going to get better and it never does. It gets worse. And you think it's never going to get better? At this point, I don't think she'll ever get better. She's really stopped making promises, and she couldn't keep the promises to begin with. So what do you say to yourself about that? I think to myself that I hate my mother and that as soon as I'm old enough to get out of the house once I'm 18, I don't want to see her anymore. You've gotten combative with her. Yes. You've, you've punched her out. Yes. Why? Because she pushes it to a point where I will try to leave the situation and she won't let me leave and I feel like it's the only way out. You've tried to get help along the way, but it's gotten to the point, you talked about there was a time when she actually was naked, had a seizure, fell out on the floor, arms and legs shaking, moving. You just stepped over her and laughed, walked away. Ugly, but true, right? It, yeah, that's the truth. Uh, <laughs> I guess it's embarrassing to say out loud that I laugh at it, but I don't know what else to do. To you sisters, what do you worry most about what this is doing to the baby of the family? My mom doesn't pay attention to her, and she's 
a 16-year-old girl and needs a mother, and she, I don't know, she just doesn't get what she needs from a mom. I have problems with my self-esteem because of the way my mom's treated me, and I kind of question my self-worth, too. And what do, you, what do you say, how do you question yourself? Because I think that if not even, if someone like my mother can't even put the effort in to love me and pay attention to me, then no one else out there will. So it's like I'm not really worth anything if my mom can't even find it in her to love me. Well, Linda's here. She says, and I quote, beer is more important than my daughters. Beer is more important than my husband. Take a look. I am absolutely without a doubt an alcoholic. I drink way too much. If there is a beer left over on my nightstand or on Scott's nightstand, I will pick it up during the night and drink it. If it's still there in the morning, I'll finish it. I can easily drink nine 24-ounce beers. That would be like drinking 18 beers for a regular human being. I have driven after I've been drinking with the kids in the car. I have driven quite buzzed, but who's to say what is and what is unless you're actually tested, right? There are times when I do choose beer over them. No, you're being an angry drunk and you need to sit down and shut up right now. The kids yell at me. I know what I'm doing is wrong and they're right and I'm wrong. They have told me if you left, nobody would care. If you died, it wouldn't matter. It makes things just easier on everybody else. I've not been a great mother. I've never abused them, and I have not put them in harm's way. I've been in hospital for pancreatitis three to four times. I continue to drink even though I know it can kill me. It's what I use to get through the day when it gets bad, bad, bad. And most of the time lately, it's been bad, bad, bad. Beer is my friend right now. That's what, I, that's what I've got. Well... It may have been bad, 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 but it's about to change, change, change. We're gonna meet this mother when we come back. Are you drunk now? I was desperately not gonna even drink last night, but I opened a beer because I was so exhausted from the week, I didn't drink it. But of course, this morning it was on the nightstand, so I drank it. I enable Linda's drinking completely. I'm the one that actually buys 90% of it because if I don't, she's just gonna sit here and verbally torture me until I do. Grabbed one of these, which she had me buy this morning, took it back to the bedroom. Scott is 100% an enabler. I will say to Scott, let's stop. This is going to kill me. It's going to kill you. If Scott really didn't want me to drink, he wouldn't bring it home. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, Linda's here. So, Linda, come on out and join us now. Linda, I'm Dr. Phil. Right here, if you would. Linda, what's your understanding about why we're here today? I know that I drink too much. No, I drink. I know I'm an alcoholic. And I know I have other issues, too, that I, I would like to figure out. And I think we would all like to figure out what makes me not stop. Because I've had enough scares that I should have stopped by now. They very much are beyond sick of you and what you're doing. They are using words like hate, resent, die, go away. I mean, these girls are telling me they are fed up over the top with you and your conduct. Do they have a right to be? 100%. And they have every right. I've, I've hurt them deeply. But in talking to you, you have blamed your family. You, you said, for example, and I quote, if Scott didn't bring beer into the house, I wouldn't drink it. So he's the problem. We just need to get your courier fired. Just fire your courier, no. and then you'd be okay. That's what you're telling us. I just drink because he brings it into the house. That's how it is now, but if you fired him, I'm sure I would. You said, if I ask Scott to get me beer, he will. Scott causes me to be angry, then I go drink. When my daughters scream at me, they push me to drink. My daughters contribute to my drinking. My family makes me feel all alone. Becoming a housewife, being bored all day, nothing else to do. So you are so bored that you're saying you just pickle your brain. Yeah, I guess I, I have. You always start out by saying that we don't contribute or that you don't blame us, and yet you go right ahead to blame us. That's, that's always the hardest thing with Linda is what she says and what she does are two completely different things. She says she loves us. She says we're more important than anything. She'd do anything for us. And I said, okay, then quit drinking. And that doesn't happen. Are you drunk now? No, I'm not, dr I'm not drunk now, no. But yes, right I did. I drank today, so yes. I, I did. I, I did. They asked me, did you drink last night? And I said, I was desperately not going to even drink last night, but I opened a beer, but then I was so exhausted from the week, I didn't drink it. But, of course, this morning it was on the nightstand, so I drank it. So you, you'll wake up first thing in the morning, and if there's four if, or if, five cans of beer partially open, got some in, you'll drain them, right? Yes. If it's one of those days, yeah. And when I say one of those days, some, some very, very seldom, but there are days when I won't do it. But if it's there, yes, I absolutely will. Are you on drugs today? Prescription drugs? No. Yes. Do, do you doctor hop? No. Really? Yeah. Do I? Gone to the same doctors for... You quit going to your psychiatrist because he didn't want to give you Xanax anymore. I'm going to him because I don't like him. You told me, tell my psychiatrist to put me on Xanax so that you could take it. True or false? True. I'm just trying to get to the bottom. Not to overly take it, but just I was scared he was going to take it away from me completely. Not to overly take it. No. He was going to take me off of it, and it scares me to death to live without it because of my anxiety disorder. You told Mom, me to lie to a doctor to get you drugs. 
Which is a crime, and you're happening. still trying to justify it. You're saying not to overtake it, but if your doctor says you shouldn't be taking it, mm -hmm. any amount is overtaking you, it. You're right. I, I did do all that. You, you take Xanax, right? Yes. You take Trazodone. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. You use fentanyl patches? Ah. She's been using those for a year, but before that she was on Vicodin and she was on Percocet. On morphine. And you understand that fentanyl is similar to morphine and how it works, but it's a hundred times more potent. I didn't realize it was that much, but okay. I believe you if, you, if you're telling your doctor I'm not. She doesn't care yeah. to make her feel better, so why would she care? Okay, this gentleman right down here is Dr. Charles Sophie. Let's just talk about the interaction between the alcohol and the drugs she's taking. What's the interactive effect here, doctor? Well, I mean, it's hard to say, but you can tell she's never sober. Every day you've got something in your system. So you're starting with a baseline of drugs and alcohol. You're adding one on top of another, you're layering it. They're bad alone. Together, it's a suicide mission. You're gonna shut off your brain, you're not gonna breathe, you're gonna go into a coma and you're gonna die, whether you want to or not, it's gonna happen. Okay, so if somebody drinks to the level of, you know, alcohol toxicity, if it gets to the point that they have alcohol poison or alcohol toxicity, it can shut down the respiratory systems, correct? Correct. What's the chance of that happening if you're pouring that alcohol on top of Xanax and fentanyl? It is gas on a fire. She's basically playing Russian roulette here. Absolutely. Alcohol and drugs mixed together. It's suicide. You said, I do not abuse my children, and I do not put them in harm's way. Now, don't put your head down. Well, I'm a piece of work. But... You made a statement that, above all else, stood out to me. You said, um, I I'm an alcoholic. I, I, I agree. I drink. But I do not abuse my children and I do not put them in harm's way. That's, that's where you'll draw the line in the sand. Yeah. Well, I, I, I made a list. I, I understand when I said that it would... I, I made a list. I understand what it... Here's the list that I made of things that either you or your husband or your daughters have said. Do you abuse your children? Well, you threaten Autumn with physical violence, emotional warfare with her, make negative comments about your dad, you're drunk around your grandson, you supervise your kids when you're drinking, you call them every name in the book. True? True? Some of that. You've called this precious child a whore and a slut. Have I said that to her? Yes, Mom. Not when I was there. You said it multiple times. I've heard both of them say that, and I have not said that to you. Well, I, I said... I, I, I just wrote the... Are you looking at this? You said, I don't abuse them, and I don't put them in harm's way. This is a little overwhelming. Let me just organize this for you. So, with regard to the family... These are just the things I've concluded from the history. Now, don't put your head down. Stay with me here. Stay with me here. With the family, what I think is abusive, your role model drinking all day, every day, 
You're supervising kids when you're drinking. You're passed out on the floor with vomit. You're slurring your speech, stumbling, having hallucinations. You're role modeling criminal behavior because you're driving drunk. You are driving uh, Riley and Autumn around while you're drunk. You're role modeling abusive behavior by abusing Scott, calling him every name in the book. You're fighting, yelling, screaming around the house, topless. Uh, physical abuse with Scott, hitting and slapping him, emotional warfare, threatening divorce, degrading comments about dad to your children and talking about your sex life, and says a younger man will take care of you. So is that abusive? Drunken logic. You make up random punishments and chores. You threaten violence if they don't listen to you. You brought strangers into the home, current and former heroin addicts, a 20-year-old male in the house smoking pot. Well, I'm a piece of work, aren't I? Uh, with Autumn, you threaten her with physical violence. You will burn her face on the stove. You've grabbed her by the arm, dug your nails into her arms, degrading comments about her body, called her a skeleton, and made comments about her being a hunchback because she has scoliosis. Okay. That's more because of her posture, her but po that's all I'm going to say I grew about up that. with a Are you me, Dad? No. I'm Are you kidding me? Really? Really? That's where you want to jump in. No, just... Because you know my question for you is, you said this has been going on for 10 years. What the hell are you thinking? <laughs> Seriously? Okay. I'm just talking about your statement that I don't abuse my children and I don't put them in harm's way. It's, just, it's a whole different thing to see it like that. Completely whole different thing. Is it kind horrible? Of, kind of sobering. Is it kind of hideous and horrible? Yeah. You can't change what you don't acknowledge. Linda says she's not the only drunk in their home. She says Scott is a raging alcoholic, and she's tired of her daughters accepting their dad's outrageous drunken behavior, and not hers. So maybe this plot thickens. I don't know. Be right back. I believe Scott is an alcoholic. She wants yes. me to say I'm an alcoholic, I guess. I guess? I would consider my dad a functioning alcoholic. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
Linda says she's not the only parent that should be getting thrown under the bus for excessive drinking. She says her husband is just as much of an alcoholic as she is, but because he's Disneyland dad and the favorite parent, he gets a pass. Lately, I've been drinking a lot more that's become my tool for dealing with all the stress. I believe Scott is an alcoholic. He can have as many of those big beers as I do, sometimes more. You drink as much as I do. She wants yes. me to say I'm an alcoholic, I guess. I guess. Even though he does drink too much, it doesn't get in the way of his life or his relationship with his family. I would consider my dad a functioning alcoholic. Scott is definitely passed out on the couch and the girls will carry him into bed. Riley and Autumn accept Scott's drinking, but not mine. When my dad drinks, he doesn't hurt the whole family. He doesn't cause these arguments. He has control over it. When she drinks, it's all the time and she just ends up hurting everyone around her. If he wants to relax with a couple beers at the end of the night, I don't have a problem with that. If I feel like I had a real partner and we had a healthy marriage, I would not rely on alcohol anywhere near as much as I do. You were gonna just try to make me look like the only one. I'm not. He's the sole provider of the family. I'm probably gonna be dead in two years anyway. If he dies, what have they got? Well, Scott, what do you say? You got a problem with alcohol? Well, if you have to, what's the old saying? If you have to ask yourself that question, the answer is probably yes. I, I drink too much. And the thought of never getting to enjoy a beer again scares me. So, yes. The thing that she said that I took from that is that I do drink as much as her, but I have 100 pounds on her. Well, she drinks 18 beers a day. Yeah. And you drink as much as she does? Not every day. We're talking 18 beers a day. 234 ounces a day is what it calculates to. And so I calculated, with Dr. Sophie's help, the blood alcohol level that she would be running at when she does that much drinking. And with her weight, and that much beer, she would be running between 0.30 and 0.35 blood alcohol content. At 0.35, you are at risk for the onset of coma, possible death from respiratory arrest. Uh, it's the level of surgical anesthesia. Do you have hallucinations? Do you see your I dead father? Have, yeah. I yeah. did. One time. I ask you why you've allowed this to go on for 10 years. Have you been drunk for 10 years? No. We've been <clears throat> drinking together for since the day we met. No, his is nowhere near as bad but as we, yours. But we have been drinking together his since the day we met. His just got bad recently because of you. Yeah. Before we did our interview with her, where we taped her interview, did you take her out for a drink? Yes. I, I wanted to do everything I could Who to make are sure. You people, what are you? Come on, Scott. You're a bright guy. You know she's an alcoholic, right? Yes. Did she wake up a few days ago, and you had left her a sandwich and a beer next to her? Yes. Yes. Out the bedroom door. You couldn't find a loaded gun. What the hell? What? Why would you do that? He wanted her to come to the show. Honestly, it's I, like she a little said she kid, you have to bribe them. Yeah. Oh my God! What? 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 What the hell is wrong? What with do y'all think about this? What do you? Are, are you not just outraged? 
It We're used to me it. Off. She's used to it, which is sad. It's really sad. That's so, so there's not a time in your day where you wake up and go outside and go, go out of your room and the house is all clean and bright and your mom's up and sober and everything's happy and good. That's, that just doesn't happen. No, that's never happened. <laughs> that just never happened in your life. You that's don't get to do that. never happened that I remember. Maybe when I was like a baby, but not in the past 10 years. Or when you guys were little. Oh, that when was we the were babies? Time I yeah, when we were held little. Myself together. I guess it was before everything went bad and I did do everything for them. Nobody seems because to remember you worked. that. Do you consider yourself high right now? No, I feel normal right now. That's just... Her regular it's high. Because yes, but how high. much, I, I how much have you had to drink today? No kidding. No kidding. I had the leftover from the one that I opened last night. Uh-huh. And then I opened another one this morning, and I didn't finish it. We actually, we actually left here in the hotel, believe it or not, which is a miracle for us. Are, are you on a fentanyl patch? It's on oh, always. You're always on. It's, it's yeah. something, so you're it's always something, on <laughs> Yeah. Something you wear all the time. Oh. It's not funny. Do, do you miss having a mother? I don't really remember her being that much of a mother, but there has been times when she's sober for a small, maybe a month at a time. And it is nicer. It's nice to know that there's someone that you can actually count on that will care about you. So I do miss that. That kills me. I don't know what to do. Well, it, it doesn't kill you enough to have done something about it 10 years ago, or nine years ago, or eight years ago, or seven years ago, or six, five, four, her. three, two. He sent her to rehab before. Yeah. All right, next, Linda points to a horrific night 10 years ago that she believes led to her using alcohol as a way to numb her pain. Her daughters say, mm, that excuse has run its course. My mom's drinking has affected me the most because as the youngest of the family, she's been drinking for the majority of my life. I can't really remember a time when she wasn't drinking. She hasn't been very much of a mom to me in the past years. She doesn't seem to take an interest in me or my school life. The only thing that she really likes to do is complain and insult me. She says I'm too skinny, I look like I'm sick, I look like a skeleton. It makes me feel really bad because she never complains about the way my sisters look. Whenever I wear shorts or a skirt or any kind of dress, my mom will usually say that I look slutty. She'll call me a whore. My mom does know that I have insecurities about my body. I believe she knows that she's hurting me. I have very slight scoliosis, but that doesn't stop my mom from telling me that I'm a hunchback. Hey, yeah. I used to do really well in school, but lately my grades have been dropping. I do miss a lot of school, and my teachers are even starting to get concerned about me. My mom's jealous of my relationship with my dad. I remember this day. My mom does take it a step further and sometimes accuse my dad and I of having some kind of inappropriate relationship or saying that he treats me more like a wife than he treats her. Yeah, take my daughter out for her 16th birthday without me. Because I didn't give birth. Because I, I, right I, I didn't carry her for nine months or give birth to her, you take her. I'm really uncomfortable with this because it's obviously I don't have that relationship with my father. My mom has told me that I'm the reason that she's drinking. I despise what my mom has done with her drinking and how she's treated our family. Did you listen to that? What did you hear? I, I don't tell her she's too skinny. If she wears something that I think is too short, I'll say, 
you don't want to look slutty when you go to school. And I had no idea that she thought I was calling her a hunch. I mean, I said, don't walk like a hunchback. Like, you call but, her a hunchback. Come on. I, I wasn't doing it to be mean. And you say all of this is reaction to something that happened 10 years ago. I don't 10 know. Years ago. Um, I was drugged and raped. I hate that for you. I, that's, that's terrible. There's no but at the end of that sentence. I hate that. And my, my question is, so it, does it seem reasonable to you to destroy your entire family and your own life? I think I've been trying to destroy my life. And because I was trying to destroy my life or make, or make me not have to think about it. I, I, for whatever you're trying to do? I don't, didn't mean for it to be that way, but that's what I have been doing. I've been trying not to think about it. I don't want to deal seriously, with it. Seriously, in 10 years, you had to come here to have this conversation with me for me to point out to you for the first time, like, oh, I am abusive, negligent, and, and hurtful to my daughters. Well, <clears throat> somebody needs to get your attention, woman. She doesn't deserve this. She doesn't deserve this. She doesn't deserve that. He doesn't deserve this. You, you two, I don't get, I don't get what, what the hell you're thinking. She's been to rehab twice. Three times. Yeah, detox once and rehab twice. Every time we think that's the breaking point, this is going to get better. So when she comes out of rehab and starts drinking, where does she get it? Me. <sighs> you have no idea how much I want to slap the out of I you. Thought right. you <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Because I grew up in an alcoholic home. I grew up with a father that was drunk. I grew up when I wouldn't bring my, my friends home because I didn't know if my dad was going to be drunk in the driveway naked in Denver in January. I've been in there with the yelling and the screaming and the name calling and the throwing, and nobody would step up and man up and do something about it. And I resented it then for me, and I resent it now for the three of you. And they deserve better. They deserve better. Look, if something radical isn't done today, I believe Linda and Scott are at risk of having Autumn removed from their home. My main reason for coming on the show is Autumn. I don't want her to grow up the way Devin and I have. My wife seems to be particularly mean towards Autumn. Linda thinks that Autumn manipulates me and has me wrapped around her little finger. My mom does treat Autumn the worst. I have spent a lot of my life trying to protect Autumn. I said before the break that I believe Linda and Scott are in danger of having their 16-year-old daughter removed from their home unless something drastic happens today, drastic. Now, joining us on stage now is Dr. Charles Sophies, the medical director for the County of Los Angeles Department of Child and Family Services, the very county that Linda and Scott live in. Dr. Sophie has the authority to remove their daughter for just cause. And I'm not going to ask you to address that issue right now, but I'm going to ask you, first off, given the fact pattern, does this rise to the level of child abuse? 
it rises way beyond the level of child abuse, way beyond the level. This girl has not had any parents. These girls, these women have never had any parents. There's no one there. So I'm there and I'm going to assess you and I'm going to say, well, you know, you're an accomplice here. Man up. Somebody, you could have left her a long time ago. You, did, you chose not to. You're helpless. I'm a coward. I, I am a coward because I haven't stood up to her. I'm a coward because I haven't changed anything. I'm a coward because I haven't changed myself. But I get, I just, sometimes I feel overwhelmed. I'm trying, I still love her. I still care for her. I don't want to leave her in a shelter somewhere and just drive away. But nobody's asking you to do that. We know you love her. They love her, but they're angry at her. They're going to go out and find husbands that are like you, and you're going to hate them. You're going to hate your son-in-laws because they're weak. Is that what you want? No. You want them guided by weak men in their life? No. That's what they're going to pick if you don't change this. I didn't man up. You're right. Does she deserve better? She deserves 100 times better. Does she deserve better? Does she deserve better? They all do. This situation needs a hero. And I nominate you. Yep. I do. I nominate you. She needs to get better once and for all. What you need, in my opinion, is not just detox, not just an addiction. You need to be in a dual diagnosis treatment center, meaning that you need to deal with this addiction over here, and you can't just stop what you're on right now or it will kill you. Right. You can't stop without medical supervision. Okay, so that needs to happen. And it needs to be a dual diagnosis treatment center that will deal with the addiction and will deal with the mental illness processes that are ongoing with you at the same time. So all of this is resolved at once. When we come back, I'm gonna put some verbs in my sentences and tell you what we need to do here. Want to know what's coming up on Dr. Phil? Visit our website and subscribe to our email newsletter. You'll get weekly updates, life strategies, and exclusive video that you won't find anywhere else. Plus, on drphil.com, you can see sneak previews of upcoming shows. Log on today. I want to introduce Ben Levinson. Uh, ben is the founder and chairman of Origins Recovery Center. This is, in my opinion, a nationally accredited leader in dual diagnosis treatment. Uh, ben, we kind of got, come up here if you would. Yes. Sir. Have a seat, Ben. Uh, this is Ben Levinson. Hi. Hello, family. Um, and Ben runs a dual diagnosis treatment center. Ben, can you start by helping this woman? Absolutely, and we have a whole team of multidisciplinary professionals, psychiatrists, psychologists, therapists, nurses. In fact, we have a nurse here with us today. You're not traveling by yourself. Um, who are standing by to, to really start from scratch and start assessing. We have to figure out what all is going on. And once we do that, we can start to treat those things in a simultaneous and integrated way. There is no point in getting her running straight and level and then sending her home to the world's biggest enabler. That's, right. that's spot on. So he's got to get right too. Yep. And you know, Dr. Sophie is also a member of our advisory board here. And I, I hope you agree with me that this is a drastic enough plan that we don't need to take her out of the home if we implement this at this point. Yes. 
okay. think it's, it's a solid plan as long as you can All right, maintain are you, it. Are you willing to do this? And you got work to do while she is there. Yeah, yeah. They do. Deal? Yes. Joining us is Carrie Caution, who is the CEO of Action Family Counseling, which provides a multidisciplinary approach to address all the aspects of individuals' mental health and well-being. Now, they provide intensive outpatient services and 24-hour residential care. And, uh, Carrie, yeah. we got a lot going on with this family here, right? You know, I was just I was listening to what Adam said, and, and, and she said, what I want most is for my, my mother to go and get sober so that we can have a normal life. Let me tell you something. Scott, we can't have a normal life here until everybody changes. Oh. You have to be sober. Okay. So, they have to be better. Listen, I'm, I'm bringing a lot of resources to bear here. You know, I don't think I do eight-minute cures up here. I give people a wake-up call, point them down the right road. You're never going to have a better chance to turn this family around than right now. I want to thank all of my guests today. We'll see you next time. So long.